There are so many alternate universes where you are dead and being worn as a dress right now. Hi, I'm Steve, and this is Then You Ruined It, a podcast where me and Jason try to get through just 20 minutes of human interaction without, well, ruining it. Buckle up, folks. It's going to get bumpy. I remember one of the best live wrestling events I ever went to was, I'm pretty sure, just a house show in Virginia, and it was when I was going to college, and... I heard about the show kind of last minute and I really wanted to go. I was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to go. Who can I find to go with me? Like my usual bud is busy and I don't, okay, let's ask this girl from my dorm. And also, okay, yeah, this guy who, well, I imagine he still probably is. He was gay and he was studying to be a priest. <laughs> oh, well, okay. He's probably not still studying. I, he could I, be. I hope he either graduated. He studied to be a priest for a while, so he could still be studying to be a priest and also gay. Could be still gay. And yeah, he could be. be a priest. Could be a gay priest. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that if he's, it takes him 20 years to get through the college, maybe maybe he's not a smart enough person. Maybe. I, I know he's not still at that college, so there's at least that. Um, but it's, it's the most unlikely people you would ever expect to go to a wrestling event, especially with me, because I'd only known them for less than a year at that point. Like I didn't, I didn't know them until I got to that college. So, so I convinced them and they're like, yeah, I'm sure that's something I've never done. And I never thought I would do. Let's go. And I will never forget that he, I'm not going to say he was changed forever. Like he didn't keep watching after that or anything like that, but he had suddenly a very good time when Orlando Jordan, I don't know if you remember him. Oh, yeah. Stood on the turnbuckles after his match, and he was pointing out everybody, like, giving thumbs up. And my buddy, whose name was Graham, uh, gave him, Graham gave him a thumbs up, and he pointed right at him and gave it right back to him. Like a good, hearty thumbs up. And he looked at me, and he was, oh, he gave me a thumbs up! And I was like, yes, yes, he did. <laughs> Hopefully, I hope that's one of those moments that sticks with me until very senile and I've forgotten almost everything else because that's just it, it's just pure joy. Like I, I rarely did I see this guy happy. He, he his kind of thing was he was moody <laughs> and he was just this is the guy that revered Billy Joel like to a to a sickening extent. And if you're listening to Billy Joel in his presence, it was usually because he was playing it. And also, if you listen to it, you did not talk. You did not besmirch the good name of mr joel you did not yeah you just you you just let it be and there was one time we were driving back from dinner i believe and he was driving and we were listening to whatever song it was and i i foolishly didn't realize the extent to which he would uh, carry this out it was like i i mean it's billy joel he's fine but i he's not like the greatest artist or whatever i'm fine sure we can listen to it i don't care (laughs) and he drove us to what i thought was like i mean it may have been like a murder house basically like out in the middle of nowhere where (laughs) i i I don't know how he knew where this place was he wasn't local to this area i mean he went to school here but he was originally from jersey and he drove us out to like this abandoned house and just got out of the car and just like walked around the car for a while and i asked everybody else in the car like what's going on? Like, what, what did, what did I do? And it's like, I mean, you, you know what you did. You talked badly about (laughs) Billy Joel and okay. okay, But 
is that really that bad? And it's like, I mean, yeah, he's, he's going to be pissed about it for some time and that he's going to come down eventually. But so he, okay. You're at murder house. This, this just became the best story. You besmirched Billy Joel. Let's back. Okay. Back, back. Was this a CD? How the hell does that matter? Because if he had a CD of it, he was prepared for nothing but a full ride of Billy Joel ecstasy. If it just came on the radio... Oh, no, it was um, a CD. Easy come, easy yeah, go. Yeah, it was a CD. No. Okay. It's pretty much all he listened to. Okay, first off, this person obviously knows where the murder houses are. I don't care what you're studying to become. If you only listen to one artist, you murder people, okay? I only listen to, like, three genres of music, and I want to murder people. I can't imagine how much of a murderer you are if you only listen to one single artist. So... You insulted Billy Joel, his CD. He, rather than just backslap you there, were you in the passenger seat or were you in the back? Passenger seat. Okay. So he resisted the urge to just, because you, if you're driving, you can kill the passenger in a car accident real easy. People in the back are harder to get, but you can get the person right next to you and walk away from it if you hit the tree right, right? Sure. Please don't smirk like you don't think about these things sometimes. <laughs> I really don't. Vehicular manslaughter is not usually on my mind. You're a married man. <laughs> I know at, at some point you've been driving somewhere and your wife said something. You're just like, I could hit that telephone pole and you'd never talk to me that way again. No, never with a car. <laughs> I thought about donkey punching okay. my son several times. <laughs> well, yeah, that's just being a parent. <laughs> anyway, okay, so he resists the urge to do that. He goes to what I'm sure is one of four locations he's pre-scouted to murder somebody. And then he just gets out of the car and paces around and debates back and forth that this is the time he begins his raid of terror. I mean, I, is that what happened? I, I don't know exactly what was happening. He never said anything. He got back in the car and uh, we silently, like 100% silently, rode all the way back to the college. And I don't think I saw him the rest of that night. And eventually went to a very fun, transformative wrestling show with him. There are so many alternate universes where you are dead and being worn as a dress right now. I'm also told, and I, I mean, I was told by everybody that lived there, and I'd never corroborated through him, because why would I? But uh, I was told that he, like, immediately, like, upon meeting me, like, had, like, a thing for me. So I think that might have been a part of it as well. Like, he he, he was... He was trying to reconcile, like, I, I can't be mean to the, I can't scream at this person like I normally would because I like him or whatever. But also, how could he dare say that about Billy Joel? Maybe, like, maybe he was he was conflicted, like, I'm sorry, <laughs> St. Billy, but <laughs> I must forsake <laughs> you because I like this boy or something. I don't know. Okay, so this just became a very different kind of movie. So now instead of sitting there with uh, the cross in one hand and a knife in the other, he's sitting there with a Billy Joel CD and a picture of you in his various hands as he's trying to decide which way to go. Hmm. A real Sophie's choice there. <laughs> I like my version better. It, the stakes are higher. Do I go and serve God or do I carve this person into tiny pieces because they besmirched the heavenly voice that gave us Uptown Girl? And also, to be clear, I'm not saying like, oh, he had the hots for me because every gay guy had the hots for me. No, no, no. <laughs> This is just the single one. Yeah, and also make it 100% clear, this isn't me saying gay people are all murderers. I'm saying <laughs> Billy Joel fans are all murderers. That is a very important distinction. Never once did I get that from what you said. 
<laughs> I just had to clarify that, like, no, I, I, to my knowledge, no gay male has ever found me attractive. So this is just the one that everybody told me. No, no, no. He's acting weird because he likes you. I'm just like, oh, okay, well, I have a fiance, so that's not going to happen. She's gay too. Little. <laughs> oh. So. I'm sorry to turn your fun wrestling show into tragedy. <laughs> no, no, no. Your story's way better. Like, I was going to bail on this whole episode and say, no, let's start over because that was just eight minutes of me rambling about how this day I really looked forward to became slightly annoying. But no, you almost got killed. But I don't and think I, I want to like dwell I, on I, this. I think my, my his attraction to me in whatever way that like saved me. So if I wasn't so darn lovable, then yes, I might have died that day. <laughs> Who was in the back? How many people were in the back seat? This, this is also I important. I think two, maybe three. It was, a, it was a fairly small, like smaller SUV. So there couldn't have been that many people. But it was also college. So we'd pile, you know, eight in there because whatever. We're college kids. We can't die. <laughs> Even at a murder house. Well, yeah. Well, you, you pull up to a murder house, and I'm definitely looking around, like, okay, this is new. I know he's from New Jersey. Huh. I know I've heard about the Sopranos. <laughs> I'm just trying to reconcile everything in my head. Like, he he does seem a little off kilter. That's why. The night I almost died, but I didn't. So we became friends. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. <sighs> there's an inflection point i can i can just see him spiraling off in all these different directions oh yeah no no yeah there's 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 multiverses where lord knows what happened to those jasons but some went off to maybe be gay together some went off well didn't go off because they got murdered right then and there some almost got murdered and turned the knife back on him and murdered him and oh now i murdered somebody and i have to cover that up like good thing i'm at a murder house (laughs) yeah um Probably everything much more entertaining than what actually happened to me, which is just yeah, yeah, yeah. driving like, back in silence and nothing happens. I've always said I live in the boringest of all multiverses. Yes. There's so many cooler things that could have happened. Are you familiar with the Jet Li classic, The One? I, I know of it, yes. Uh, I, I've not seen it. Do you know the premise? I mean, I, I could guess based on the name, but no. <laughs> okay, for... Let's play a game. What do you think the one's about? Jet Li, and <laughs> the, he is the one. Or maybe he's trying to protect the one. In this movie, there are there are multiverses throughout whatever. Wherever all the multiverses are, there are a lot of them. And for each version of you that dies, every other version becomes that much more powerful. So, like, there is a certain amount of power for all instances of each individual. And it's shared evenly through all versions of that person throughout the multiverse. So, Jet Li... Evil Jet Li is going from multiverse to multiverse, killing good Jet Li so that he can become more powerful. But our universe's Jet Li is also getting more powerful until they fight to the death. That sounds badass. It's 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 not bad. <laughs> it's stupid, but it's not well, it's bad. stupid. But he's he's an amazing martial artist, so I, the action scenes and that had to be killer. Yeah, well, I mean, it was two thousand four or whatever that came out, so it was as good as it could be at the time. But yeah. What I'm saying is that in all these other multiverses, a bunch of you are dead. And this is still as powerful as you've gotten. <laughs> I, was, I was just about to say, I, I should be feeling more power and not like lower back pain then. <laughs> then, then, then you drop that. This is as powerful as you've gotten. <laughs> I don't know how many Jasons across time and space I'd need to kill for you to be able to crush a can without it getting stuck to your foot. 
Oh, uh, I love your bar, but uh, yeah, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, I, I, if it happens, like if one day I'm able to like do that, maybe maybe that's the truth. Maybe you don't actually develop the strength or the coordination to do these things over time. Maybe it's enough of your others died in other universes. It's like finally, <laughs> yes, I knew I was practicing that for a reason. It's like no, no, it's because the sacrifices <laughs> were made. <laughs> I like that thought. That makes it much more epic than just, yeah, 15 years later, I finally learned how to do a thing. It's like, nope, enough of me have died. No. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like how when I turn 45, all of a sudden I can dunk. And everyone's like, what happened? I'm like, I don't know. Old five foot five McGee over here just really got ups. Based on your abilities right now, I would guess that that means like literally every other Steve has died. And the best you've gotten is dunking. <laughs> <laughs> no way man the the one true steve could beat up the one true jason let's, let's agree on that right now i can't say that for sure like i this this steve uh, sorry this, this steve and this jason yeah <laughs> most definitely but who knows like maybe maybe most of yours have died and mine are still kicking start killing me off and it's like oh look at that now who could <laughs> who could kick whose ass oh <laughs> uh, that that provides like an extremely interesting like talk topic of conversation slash like icebreaker if you, if you know the context of that movie so that 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 can work like you can really run with that and so what would you do if somehow like enter the spider enter the sigler verse happened and we got like seven different jason siglers from different universes all in one room. What would you do with that group? Oh, I mean, I would definitely be the Peter Parker that's just a schlub, you know, who's overweight and there's nothing remarkable about him. Like, I'm not going to be Spanish. I'm not going to be. <laughs> I'm not going to have extra arms and legs. None of that stuff is going to be cool about me. I, I am that Peter Parker. So, yeah, it's not much. I'm going to be in awe of them. And then when they leave, I'll be like, oh, that's right. I'm still me. <laughs> Well, maybe someday they'll come back and we'll have awesome adventures. But for now, I podcast. What, <laughs> <laughs> what, what if you found out you were like the best of all the Jason Sigglers? All the other ones look up at you from their, you know, crusted eyes and they're like, you have a podcast? <gasps> oh, he's got a podcast. And a YouTube channel. Oh. I, uh, simultaneously, I would feel extreme sadness. For all the other Jasons, <laughs> but I would also then feel revered because I'm a god to them. So, yeah, like I'd, I'd be one of those like super brooding gods who's just sitting there all the time, just <laughs> sad about existence. It's like, this is as good as it gets. <laughs> if I were in a room with six other Steves, I'm finally going to run the D&D campaign of my dreams. See, once again, we come back to if we had a multiverse, I'm I, I'm revered by all the other Jasons and all the other universes because I'm the best one. And you just run multiplicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I have all these great character ideas and all these great game ideas. We could all take turns being DM. We could all we could have like seven games going at all the time. Would no one would get mad for stealing the spotlight? Would all just take turns because we're all me. <laughs> And would end each session with the best high five. It would be the best. Because if you're doing a multiplicity, then a bunch of you are just going to be just the biggest dullards. So <laughs> it's going to fall flat. No, we kill those Steve's. Oh, goodness. Okay. You have to earn your way in. We've got fight club rules. Okay, you're getting too greedy. No. 
Every Steve has to kill one other Steve to join Steve Club. <laughs> You're getting far too... Uh, no, you should have kept it simple. You, you've gotten too greedy. Reject. Next screenplay. Next. <laughs> All right, I'm interviewing other co-hosts. Can you please jump off this call? If it's another Steve, I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> I said jump off this call before they get on, please. Thank you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm Scottish Steve. <laughs> Uh, that was that was about what I expect. <laughs> That's all I ever offer. About what you expect. Seriously, Jason, you ruined it. If you want to express your displeasure with him, me, or the show in general, you can find us on Twitter. I am at Idahobo, and Jason is at the Jason Sigler. We also do a webcomics review podcast called Digital Strips. 